stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I need it. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 70. And I am Tani Santabria. And I am J.D.K. Winnikin. 70 sounds so old. It does. But it's not. But it's not. But it sounds it. It sounds Mm -hmm. it. But it just means we've been doing this for a while. But hey, Mm -hmm. it won't sound like that much when we're at 270. That's true. That's going to be really old. Yeah, because we'll still have BS to break up with even (laughs) at 270. Uh, anyway, hi, Tony. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Nice to have all of you joining us as well. Thank you so much for doing so. If mm-hmm. you're uh, joining us live, good morning. Uh, if you're joining us on a podcast, thank you for subscribing, mm-hmm. leaving a review, all that. You can also check out our YouTube channel of the same name, Breaking Up With RBS. We also have a, a Facebook page that you can join for that. And Tony's got a six-week self-mastery course where you can take all these things that we talk about, apply them in your own context, and see how it can positively affect your life and that's at unperfectyourself.com you've gotten a good response over there haven't you yes learn lots of like content learning type stuff practices um, just getting information around the body and Mm -hmm. being able to thrive in your life absolutely yeah I mean some of the a lot of the stuff we talk on here we talk so conceptually there's Mm -hmm. practice in that right Mm -hmm. that you can do so that part's fun so anyway so how what's new what is new? Well, you hate when I ask that. Yes, because I don't ever have an answer because I struggle with finding something new. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're, well, you like I your guess, routines, I guess, but that doesn't mean I, your life is routine. Your life's pretty I mean, vibrant. Well, yeah. I, well, I got a lot going on. You yeah. know, got lots, lots of things happening. Yeah. Um, my son is going to get married. In October. Wow. So, you know, we're, we're in the same year now. And okay. so lots of things will start to be happening. It's going to go like that. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, I got to get, a, you know, an, an, a nice dress as, as mother of the groom here. That's so right. pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah. All those types of things. Yes. So good, good family stuff. And your yeah. grandbabies are good. Yep. Grandbabies are good. They're just that's growing like weeds, of course. Of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Well, yes. that's, that's good. It's... Uh, same for me. I've got, I, somebody asked me the other day, like we were talking a little bit, all the things I'm working on and doing. And they said, wow, like you're, you're doing a lot of things, which is true. Mm-hmm. But I had this great moment where I said to him, I was like, you know, the, there's not a thing that I'm doing in my life that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And not, well, You like doing the dishes, really? Uh, I will do the dishes because, you know, you know. Well, they got to be done. Something. They got to yeah. be done. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I meant sort of my projects and <laughs> things. Well, of course. There's lots of those things <laughs> I don't like to do. Anyway, but it was kind of a kind of a fun realization to come to. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, that's great. It doesn't mean there aren't difficulties. I still have BS stories that come up around mm-hmm. various things. And it's still easy for me to take a look sometimes at the things I don't have, quote unquote. Sure. You know, or, and the shoulds come in, right? Well, you should have had this or you should have made different choices. Those still pop up from time to time. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, but what's been interesting Lately, and I wanted to ask you about this. I'm uh, just as part of not just the certification coaching that I've been doing, but just out of my own interest, been doing a lot of mindfulness work in mindfulness mm-hmm. lately, um, and it seems to be it's kind of everywhere. You know how like you don't know about something, and then you know you hear about it for the first time, and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere, like a TV show that you've never heard of, and then you hear about it, and then suddenly you see it on the magazine covers at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. 
That's sort of what mindfulness was for me. For you. Until recently. <laughs> um, and a lot of stuff around that. And of course, there's lots of books on it. And I know it's it was oh, yeah. a craze for a while. Then there was a backlash against it and all this kind of thing. But mm-hmm. mindfulness. Yeah. What comes up for you when I mention that? Well, I wish that the term was heartfulness. Um, because I think that is actually what we're talking about. And just like that, Tawny blows me out of the water. (laughs) How many minutes in? Not even five minutes in, according to the ticker. Heartfulness. I I feel like that would be more of an accurate description of when you hear mindfulness, what that really means. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm stupefied, so you're going to have to go into, I thought I was going to do this, but you're going to have to go into explaining what I mean by mindfulness, because i got to <laughs> chew on that for a little bit and sip my coffee. What do you... Well, <clears throat> right, like, okay, so when we use the word mind, we are often thinking about head stuff, Yeah. right? We're thinking in sort of like this, this idea of like controlling our thoughts and, you know, things like this, and so it's like... It can feel sort of, we can interpret it as being like a heady thing, like Mm -hmm. controlling things, right? Um, But when we think about or talk about the Mm mind-body, right, then we're talking about sort of like the body, including the heart and and the whole, the whole, right? Mm -hmm. So even when I say heart, heartfulness, we we maybe could even be mind-bodyfulness, but then that's a really long word. That's a long word, mind-bodyfulness. Yes, exactly. Heartfulness is good. But that 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 being able to be in the body with discomfort, mm-hmm. with unpleasantness, mm-hmm. being able to um, uh, attune to what's going on in the centers of our body, mm-hmm. right? that awareness, yeah, mm-hmm. and and being able to work with our body in a way that opens us up, <sighs> creates space, expands. Um, allows things for it to be as they are in that moment. And with complete um, acceptance and acknowledgement, Mm -hmm. right? Which is from a heart place as opposed to a head space. Yeah, like that welcoming we talked about a handful of weeks back. You know, you welcome it like it knocks at the door, the emotion or the reality or the emotion that's uncomfortable and you let it in Mm -hmm. and you let it sit and it'll leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that so much because a lot of the mindfulness stuff that I've been learning about is about being aware, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shorthand, like a more technical term maybe than for being aware and how to get there. And there's a lot, you know, it's breathing, it's meditation, but it's, it's interesting to me in that sense, but heartfulness sounds so much better because that's a, that integrates everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it even heart, heartfulness has us, when we hear it, it puts us into our body right away. That's my response, yeah. Right? right. Mindfulness doesn't necessarily do that um, because we we see mind as being up here. Yeah. Right? Now, certainly, what what all, again, the, the, it's just we're just talking about terms here for a second, but the practice of being in the body and being aware from an embodied mm-hmm. place is what mindfulness is. Yeah. Right? And, and, and so very, very, very super helpful. Right? Um. And though that's why language is so important. It really is. It's just another reminder. You know, it's one of the things I always laugh about. And I tell everybody when people ask me about this show, you know, and they say, what is it that always catches you by surprise? And I said, it's when Tawny takes some word 
that has <laughs> been used somehow, and we take it apart, and I go, oh, yeah, that doesn't really work. That's all, not all that helpful. You're right about that body experience. My reaction to heartfulness mm-hmm. is from that space because that's the truth of it. Really, you know, and one of the things I love about it, it, it does bring everything to the present, right? That's the idea of being aware without judgment of what's going on inside of you and the responses that you might be having and not judging if you drift away. I mean, everybody thinks sometimes in meditation, the idea is to like empty your mind and empty this trance-like state. And there is transcendental meditation, you know, that, that has its value. But mindfulness is really about letting those things in that we talk about a lot, right? Letting the reality of things be there, recognize it doesn't have to be a threat, mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a problem. And that's it. You know, but for me, that I think that the mindful part is, and some of the stuff that, that people that are working on it with me keep bringing up is all from a headspace. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking too much about my breathing. <laughs> okay. Right. You know, right. You know, all that type of stuff. But, but from a heartful space, sounds and feels different. It's more integrated by its very nature. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's like when we talked a number of episodes ago about the power of the word soften. You know, and for those of you who are new, we talked about how in, in a stress state, sometimes if you if you just say to yourself, soften, and then just try and soften your eyes, your jaw, your tongue, put your tongue behind your teeth, you can actually feel mm-hmm. the difference. It's that connecting into the ventral vagal system um, in the central nervous system. I love that because it, it always does work. Even if it's just a little bit at first mm-hmm. helps, but that's the exact kind of feeling I had when you mentioned heartfulness yeah. instead, but it was a yeah. lot more profound than that. Yeah. And the hmm. heart doesn't travel in time, right? Like our thoughts, we go back in the past with our thinking and we go <laughs> forward into the future. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> with our thinking. Right. So we can be anywhere with our thinking other than here. The heart is here. The heart doesn't travel in time, doesn't travel back in time. Okay. It's Um, right here. The heart is right here. Okay. We we can feel it beating. I'm I'm gobsmacked by that. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. It is right here. Mm -hmm. The stories about things. In the past, heartbreak is all from a mind space in the past. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the best kind of mindfulness or the, you know, really what that is, is engaging in that, that now, if it doesn't travel back, it's about now. Now. It's not about what happened in the past or what might happen in the future. Yeah. So it doesn't, tra- if it doesn't travel back in time, it doesn't go no, forward in time no, either. It doesn't travel in time. It is not Marty McFly. It is not. And Doc Brown. No, our thinking space is... Marty! Yeah, that's Marty. <laughs> Marty! Thinking space is Marty. Have you ever <laughs> noticed that they're always yelling at each other in those movies? I'm telling you all oh. out there, if you watch those movies again, they're almost always yelling at each other. Their their dialogue is very high volume. Oh. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. Huh. I keep thinking why. Getting, getting and, ourselves and the thing all is, worked you up. you can't unsee it once you see it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry if I ruined that for everybody. But nevertheless, yeah. that is... Wow. So in that sense, the heart is much more of the fulcrum in our body for the now than the brain is. The thinking space. The yeah. thinking space yes. right, of the brain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't want to put down the thinking space of the brain because we do need it. We do need it. Right. We do need right. it. 
Um, and but we need it in combo, right? Yeah. With with both the, with with the body. It needs to be in sync with that space for us to really then understand. Or I mean, I don't even know if it's so much to know what to do with that, but just to have whatever thoughts we're really going right. to pay attention to come from that space, because then we know they aren't BS stories. Yes, and we, you know, last week we were talking about the childhood coping mechanisms, yeah. right? If, if, again, we need a th- we need the thinking space, but we don't need the thinking space run by the childhood coping mechanisms. Mm. We want the thinking space run by, if you will, or partnered with, heart space, heartfulness, and gut space. Yeah, right. Yeah. We want to be centered. We want to be an adult, right? Centered and grounded. Mm-hmm. You know, re- fully here in heart space, mm-hmm. and then thinking from there. That would be obviously more ideal. We're fully integrated, you know, and, and that doesn't happen overnight. But we're not then open to or vulnerable to the childlike coping mechanisms that kept us protected mm-hmm. and limited yeah. as adults, right? We're not, we're not vulnerable to those because we're here right now. We can see clearly, like, this experience just happened. And instead of the body, like, going into protection mode because of what happened when we were eight, mm-hmm. right, and bringing it to the present right now, yeah, that's all thinking just yeah. because our body's uncomfortable. Yeah, right. Right? We're not here right now. And the idea is to somehow get away from that discomfort. Yes. Right. So then we react from that childlike coping mechanism, right? But here as an adult, if we are in hurtfulness, right, if we are grounded, yeah. And something happens right now. Yeah. We are not acting out as an eight-year-old. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm smiling big and remembering, appreciating this feeling in my body. Everything's shifted since you said that word. But I'm thinking back to when we first started working and you introduced me, introduced it, introduced. <laughs> That's a great introduced word. <laughs> uh, Paschetti, yes. Um, yes. When you introduced me to this and we, you started me out in breathing exercises and breathing into the belly and being aware of what was there and naming the emotions that I was feeling and kind of breathing them there and then moving up to the heart space with that. And then what does the head say from that? And I nicknamed that going up the ladder. And if, and if you were to walk around in my house, you would see in my room, in my bathroom, um, on my refrigerator, and actually out in one of the common areas and in my car, a post-it note that says, go up the ladder. And to the best of my ability, I try not to make you know, when there's emotions that have been run up or there's a story, I try not to make any decisions on anything until I've gone up the ladder and that's starting in the belly, doing the breathing. Because that, that helps me out. It also gives me a chance to pause before letting any of my childhood mechanisms run amok. And it's been helpful mm-hmm. to do that because it's a reminder. And so if I do that, and the amazing thing about that is from that space, when I do that, an answer will be evident or a recognition that I don't need to have an answer or there isn't one and there doesn't have to be one. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be wrapped around the axle <laughs> mm-hmm. no matter what, whether I have a certainty around it or clarity or not. Mm-hmm. And what is amazing to me is the open-endedness of that is actually in a lot of ways its own solution because there's an okayness to that. Mm-hmm. And I try and I don't do destructive things trying to control, like we talked about last week, trying to manipulate something or control an outcome or people please or get into perfectionism. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, 
most often there isn't something that immediately has to be done. Right. There's very few situations <laughs> right. where there's an immediate action yeah. required. Yeah. And so then if we're able to work with our breath and soften our body, just like you said earlier, we're starting to turn on the ventral vagal system, mm. which is the relaxation response in the body, which is and allows us to calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right, to create some safety in our body. When we have more safety in our body, of course, we don't have to respond in the childlike coping mechanism. Because remember, that was all about protection. Yeah. That was yes. all about, I'm just trying to survive this thing here. Yeah. Right. As an adult, we can create our own safety in our body. That's right. And then we can respond to life from there. Yeah, from a connection space as opposed to a protection space. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the fundamental building blocks of what we talk about is, are you in protection mode in a given moment or connected mode? Mm-hmm. Can give It's a nice barometer for me when I ask myself that question. Oh, okay, that's protected. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and certainly there are cer- in certain yeah. circumstances where we are going to lean towards protection. Absolutely. Right. When there is an actual real-time issue. Yeah, right. right. But we don't want that real-time thing mm-hmm. to be um, manipulated into where we're believing something from the past is yeah. actually creating mm-hmm. a problem right now. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to see more clearly than that. Yeah, yeah, because <clears throat> the, the, the problem from the past that we're thinking about that's churning up emotions is not what's happening right now. Most not, of the time, most yes. of the time, it's mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. No. And and I can't spend too much time looking back on how you know, wondering how many hours of my life mm-hmm. got burned up emotionally by me pulling stuff from the past or worries about the future. Essentially, being Marty McFly with my brain, you know, um, rather than being right where I was, you know, and my childhood coping mechanisms. I understand them now very well where they came from and why they why they emerged as they did. But it's been a long time since they were ever helpful, you know. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they keep us in protection mode, right? So if we if if our boss isn't pleased with us or if our boss is very animated, right? And um we are feeling like we're not getting pleasing feedback. Uh, for a variety of different reasons. Could be that boss is really stressed, um, lots going on, there's an immediate kind of thing, mm-hmm. who knows? No, nobody to, you know, sort of be the 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 villain here. Um, but we're going to respond to that as holy smokes. He doesn't like me. I'm never gonna get ahead. I'm not doing my job well. I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna get fired. I need to start looking for another job. Mm-hmm. I don't like it here. Like all of the things that make us want to protect ourselves because somebody isn't pleased with us. Mm-hmm. Because as a child, ooh, parent wasn't pleased with us. The end of the world. Yeah. Right? As an adult, yeah, lots of people aren't going to be pleased with us. Yeah, not end of world. <laughs> not end of world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and there's no answers to what to do by going back in time or no. going ahead in time. No. Uh, because, you know, one, one of the fundamental truths I've realized about BS stories is I can't, I can't remember a time where any of my BS stories when I, weren't anything other than false. 
I haven't had one where I went, I knew that was what was going to happen or that story was exactly right. It's never happened. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Right. So, and then I would do the thing like, okay, I'm going to think of as many crazy things as possible. So none of these things happen because none of these stories happen, you know, just dumb. Yeah. Waste of energy. Waste of energy. Mm-hmm. Waste of energy. And, you know, and how many times did I do that in the presence of people that mattered to me and they weren't getting all of me mm-hmm. or they weren't getting the, the best of me or the real me? And even beyond that, I wasn't even give, providing for myself the real me, mm-hmm. more importantly, to start with. Mm-hmm. And what I could say to, to anybody who can relate to what I'm saying, as far as I've been there, it doesn't matter where you are in life. If you realize that and, and you start making changes, it's worth it, right? It just, you know, I don't spend any time going back like, oh, I, you know, I wish I would have figured this out 30 years ago. Well, sure, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and so now, oh yeah, it's great. There's no relationship between, you know, how long it takes and how great you feel <laughs> for how long once you start recognizing the agency you have and, and these practices and what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No need to kind of inundate yourself with a whole nother problem <laughs> just because, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. You, that was, I remember one time I was, I was wrapped up in that early on in our work together and you said, well, Jay, don't. Don't turn the solution into the problem, right? Don't, that's, that doesn't have to be a problem either. And, but that's what we've been taught to do. Uh-huh. Look for problems everywhere, right? So if we're going to look for problems everywhere, just like your point of like, okay, I learned about mindfulness. Now I see it everywhere. I was thinking when you said that earlier, like, yeah, you buy a new car and now everybody has the same car. And the same always. color. Yeah, same color, always, right? But it's the same thing, <laughs> right? It's the same thing. If we've been taught to look for problems yeah. and solve them because it feels good to solve problems, right? Right. We're going to see them everywhere. Yeah, and it's the it's behind the old adage, you know, if if you're a hammer, all you're ever going to see is a nail. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Perspective. Perspective. Yeah. And, and it's chosen. Mm-hmm. It's chosen. You know, it's... And it's funny what you start seeing is, is from this space, you start seeing it like every show I watch. I find myself going, they have more choices than that. <laughs> Slow down and think. Like, I'm, I'm not yelling at the screen like some people oh, do. Oh, that's good. But, yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> you have different choices than that. Mm, okay, that's coming from, oh, man. Right, right. Yeah. Or just how I think what, what comes up for me is just like, yeah, wow, that idea or belief system is pretty entrenched. It is. Wow. It is. Because it's running the show in the story. Yeah. And then you probably realize that's probably running the show for a lot of people watching this right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like like a a few weeks ago we were talking about Mm rom-coms, you know, and Hubby Dave and I still need to have that conversation, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But how many, I mean, talk about that, right? The the fundamental assumptions and and understanding of choice and agency versus destiny and all this stuff in a rom-com. And then the people watching that, taking that in as maybe real or as these are the choices or these are the only options or, you know, mm-hmm. there's a yeah. lot out there that can throw us off. Yes. Yes. As good as those movies are. Right. Those would be that just, hopefully those would just be the fun type of things. Yes. And, and, you know, maybe even noticing like who in those are actually an adult also? <laughs> you could start to, <laughs> but that might ruin the fun. So maybe you don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but all the coping mechanisms that you're seeing flying all over the place yeah, in those no movies. Kidding. Right? Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No mm-hmm. kidding. And, you know, and the thing that, 
and, and that's why the ones that actually engage in kind of what we're talking about or what we were talking about last week too, the people trying to do differently out of an awareness that their previous modes of, of coping mm-hmm. aren't working and they don't want to bring that in. Mm-hmm. That's why things like that are so rewarding. When I see them, it's like, oh, okay, yes, you can yeah. do something different, right? Yeah. That's, that's the thing. And so who knows? Who knows? We don't have the answers, do yeah. we? Would anybody, would anybody watch a rom-com that you and I would sit down and write from these principles? Probably not. It would be so boring. They're just like, oh my gosh. They're breathing again. They're so quiet. They're, bre- they're breathing again. I want some kind of funny joke. I don't want to hear about heart space anymore. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's really funny. Well, wow. Okay, so I've had a couple of moments of just like kind of looking back on this. Heartfulness, first of all, that's what I'm going with from now on. And that we're going to do something with that term. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think we have a title for the episode just out of, you know, the heart doesn't travel through time. Awesome. I love it when that happens. The heart is not Marty McFly. Something no, like that. something, anyway. yeah. But yeah, but that's, that's really interesting. And, and I know that um, if, if some of this sounds to people out there that a, a concept is difficult to connect with, might be coming at it from a headspace. And so the, the, the heart space is key in that. I think taking a look at your, your six week self mastery course would help. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, cause we can talk about it all we want, but it's, it's really kind of, you know, trying to practice these things to connect with that where you might go, Oh, okay. You know, it's like we've talked about before trying to explain it is like, like trying to explain to somebody what it feels like to swim in the ocean mm-hmm. rather than them swimming in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's going to be their own descriptive thing. Or like yeah. try to describe to somebody what salty or sweet tastes like mm-hmm. when, if they taste it, even if it's just a little bit, they know what it tastes like. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to be noodling on this. Well, don't overthink it. No, I'm not overthinking it. It's okay. just like running through. It's just like running it this marinate. course of like, yeah. wow, this, that's really true. The heart mm-hmm. doesn't travel through time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I'm tapped okay. out. So okay. I can, but well. fortunately we're out of time anyway. <laughs> well, great. It works out perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> JD's noodles cooked. Yes. Tony yes. dropped, tried Drop the mic. Mm-hmm. Boom. So mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. well, we'd love to hear what you have to think about that uh, or any of what we talked about on today's show or any other show. And remember, if you missed any of this episode or any of the other ones, you can either you'll find it wherever you get your podcasts or you can check out our YouTube channel at Breaking Up With Our BS. And you can, there's video versions of every episode there. You can also join us at our Facebook page of the same name and get info in between, communicate with us directly. Uh, and of course, again, Tawny's six-week self-mastery course is there for your perusal Uh, and use and you can apply these in your own area of life and more on the way more on the way as always as always and we'll have more about that in the weeks to come Uh, and so we'll join you again next week and please join us and until then i am jdk winnegan and i'm tawny santabria and remember there's always bs to break up with see ya (laughs) stop 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 i can't take it anymore Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a second half will have it.